You may have heard that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? Regardless of blood type, every day our blood saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell. Donate blood at Red Cross to help us save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Let's say I'm trying to lurk on you. You know, see what you're doing and who you're doing it with. I can stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. You do that? Not anymore. <laughs> I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages. So no public feeds. And the money is immediately available to use with Apple Pay. Babe, did you just send me a dollar on Apple Cash? I just said our cash isn't content. Shh. <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. There's power in every purchase because every time we buy a black lead brand, we make room for another black lead brand. And y'all know I love my lip bar products. That's just one to name a few. There is a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. Show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month. But all year long. That's right, y'all. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. That's right. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. Yo. Seth. I say this mm-hmm. with all due respect. To me or in general? In general. Oh, okay, cool. But. However. Having sex should not be a chore. And if it is a chore, and you know it's a chore, Mm -hmm. you should not demand or push monogamy on your partner. Okay. That's fair. Fair? Why are you looking at me like that? I'm not. I'm just looking at you. Why are you looking at me like that? Why I feel like that was directed at me? Who am I supposed to be looking at then? It's just me and you in here. Well, I thought that my sex drive would have been renewed with the vow renewal. But since that shit ain't happen, my sex drive ain't happening either. Deadass. Hey, I'm Kadeen. And I'm DeVal. And we're the Ellises. You may know us from posting funny videos with our boys. And reading each other publicly as a form of therapy. Wait, I make you need therapy? Most days. Wow. (laughs) Oh, and one more important thing to mention. We're married. Yes, sir, we Mm -hmm. are. We created this podcast to open dialogue about some of life's most taboo topics. Things most folks don't want to talk about. Through the lens of a millennial married couple. Deadass is a term that we say every day. So when we say deadass, we're actually saying facts. 100. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. (laughs) We about to take (laughs) Pillow Talk to a whole new level. This is Deadass. 
story time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take y'all way back to last night. <laughs> All right? <laughs> By this time, you guys have already seen the promo video mm-hmm. and videos and pictures that we spent time in the Bel Air Mansion. Mm-hmm. And you see Kadeen had her whole get up on her whole I 90s did, girl i did very, her face was, I was beat i was going for like brooklyn slash 90s mm-hmm. slash barbie mm-hmm. you know like we a saw fusion. we saw we all saw we saw a fusion yeah we saw we saw story times my time so she had on the whole face beat the baby hairs was laid okay the rhinestones she had the about second. 77 pounds of weave in her hair right so the whole day she knew I was looking at her. Y'all saw the way I was looking at her, right? And y'all saw the videos. And everybody was putting like, it's the way Deval be looking at Kadeem for me. It's the way he looks at her for me. So everybody saw the way I was looking at her, right? Which I didn't know was that she had that same hairstyle three days in a row with the makeup because it took three days to film everything. So the first day she said, yo, I got you at the end of the shoot. I'm going to let you mess this up. I know how you, I know how you like to do. So I'm like, let's go. We're going to mess this up, right? We get done filming yesterday. We get home. She's like, oh, I'm tired. I need to go take a nap and chill. So I said, fine. She said, I'm going to leave my face on and my hair for you, daddy. I'm going to leave it on for you, right? <laughs> so I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to leave it on. So we go to my homeboy's house about 7 o'clock because I go to work out. We bring the family so we can spend some family time together. When we get back to the crib, I'm like, boom, it's 10 o'clock. Jackson's already going to bed. So it's just me and wifey. So I'm like, you know, it's about to go down. She sit down while we about to watch Greenleaf, and she start taking the weave out. Talk about foreplay. Watching Greenleaf. Okay, go ahead. First of all, that's Sorry. the show. I don't even know why. <laughs> I, I, I already knew what time it was at night, but she wants to watch Greenleaf. So Bruh. I'm like, you want to watch an episode of Greenleaf? I'm trying gonna to watch catch an episode up of Greenleaf. the father. We thought he died, but he turns out he ain't dead. So, you right. know. Don't ruin it for My nobody. Bad. Don't Sorry, ruin spoiler. nobody. No, you ruin it. Don't ruin the show. You know? right, so. Bad. So now she go to put on green leaf. She start taking the weave out. So now I kind of got an attitude. Because I'm like, you said you was going to let me mess it up. But now you taking a weave. So now I'm kind of mad. So I'm like, y'all don't even want to watch green leaf no more. Uh, she's like, you don't want to watch one episode? She already fading half sleep. Right? So I'm like, nah, let's just go to bed. So we go upstairs to go lay in the bed. And I guess she sensed that I had an attitude. So now she's just like, damn, I'm going to have to, you know, fulfill my promise. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, just, I'm not saying nothing because I had already decided that I was going to let this go. Ten years of marriage, I'm not going to be on her about it, right? So now <laughs> we laying in the bed. She's like, can we watch one episode of Greenleaf? So we turn Greenleaf on. We laying in the bed. I'm on my side of the bed. I put the covers on. So I'm like, don't touch me. You stay on your side. I'm staying on my side because I don't even <laughs> want to be aroused. She going to come scoot her butt on me and lean on me and then tap me on my chest, right? We, we 20 minutes into Greenleaf, right? Tap me on my chest. I look over at her. She look over at me. She going to say to me, Mom, I know you listen, but pardon my French. She going to say to me, you feel like eating my pussy? <laughs> she laying in the bed. She got her face half beat. The rhinestones is still here. They, my shit was still beat. The Don't baby hairs is still laid. But was. she got this little ponytail the, sitting the, up here. And she going to lean over at me and poke me on my chest. Devout. Ask me if I now I got to perform on her. You made promises to me. So you know what I did, y'all, right? what I do? <laughs> Took that shit. I said, yep. <laughs> and that right there epitomizes married sex after 10 years. Truth is I'm tired. Oh, my gosh. Options are few. Options are one. 
<laughs> I'm trying to pray. I'll pray with you. But where are you? I'm right uh, here. I'm right here. I'm all churched out, hurt and abused. Don't nobody abuse you. I can't fake. I'm trying to love you. Say it again. I can't fake. <laughs> One more time. I can't fake what's left to do. I don't even mind if you fake it. I just want it. Devout. You know you know that's a whole lie. I do. Because anytime like I that. attempt to fake it, you can see right I through that tell. shit. I don't like You're it. like, you know what, Kay? I've known you for almost 18 I don't like years. That. We've I been don't doing like this that. shit for almost 18 years. Don't be faking that shit. It'll be 18 years next week. Well, by the time this episode airs, it'll be over 18 years. Facts. I know. I know when she's faking it. Truth is, I'm weak. Why are you so tired and weak, though? So sh- no strength. To Why? Fight. Why? <laughs> I'll be tired. Well, you know, along with the vow renewal not being oh renewed. Oh, my gosh. My sex drive wasn't renewed, nor has my energy been renewed. I don't understand what it is. It's like a thing. Like, when you become a mom, you just be tired. So, tell, like, you, tell your side of the story. You're tired in perpetuity. So, you heard what she said, guys? This And this is, this is part of the problem for men because – and here's the thing. I don't want to say just men and women thing because we've gotten a lot of uh, emails from women who said they have higher sex drives than their husbands. Right. So, you know, like all those statistics show that that's the anomaly. Majority of the time, especially at our age, men's sex drive are higher than women, mm-hmm. you know, between the ages of 30 and 40. Mm-hmm. What the, the issue for me is this. If I'm going to compromise with you and say, you know what? I'm not going to push you for sex when you don't want to have sex. And you give me a date and time. Right. And it's time to pay the piper. I don't want to hear your damn excuses. And men get pissed off because then y'all don't want to even discuss the fact that you made a promise. And whenever men talk about sex, women always are like, y'all going to have to figure it out and do what y'all want to do. No, no, don't, don't leave it up to us. Y'all want to be in this with us, right? Absolutely. Okay. I'm just having a hard time talking to you with that ghetto pony. So, exactly. So, the fact that you are looking at me with this ghetto pony, imagine how I feel looking at you. I'm trying to be sexual and trying to be intimate with you, and you got this ponytail sticking up on your head. That's what I had to look at. It was cute. You just wanted the whole wig piece, but listen. I did want the whole, because that's what I deserve. I understand. You do deserve it. I deserve it, yes. Next time, Janelle, I'm going to have you sew that shit in versus pinning it in, because clearly that did not work. Yes, Janelle. I'm going to need that. I'm going to need that. Listen, so after 10 years of marriage, we've been through several stages of intimacy. Missy naturally. Yes. Been together almost 18 yes. years. So where are we now? Where can we go from here? Well, let's let's talk about the stages of intimacy. Right. We got lust, mm-hmm. romance, okay. peer bonding, which means being able to face uncomfortable truths about each other and deciding if we can live with those truths. Mm-hmm. All right. Forevermore, or locking it down, mm-hmm. you know, we're there. All right. The ordeal or threats and tests characterized by things like babies, mortgages, uh, redundancy, death, going through life cycles with your partner, um, stuff like that. So those are the ordeals. Like that's the stuff that we're going through too as a marriage. Mm-hmm. And then it's the real deal. So what happens is is that people as they get married go through all of these different stages of intimacy. I think right now you're at the real deal, right? Because we have Jackson who is in school, our kids, you know, out there doing their thing. Well, Jackson's not really in school, but I feel like your mind be all over the place. That's fair. I'm still at lust. (laughs) (laughs) I think I've been in lust since I was 18. (laughs) Um, I love it. And you know what's amazing about about (laughs) men in general? Well, you particularly, um, because I can't speak for every man. However, you've been in lust through every phase of everything. So when I felt my worst, when I was nine months pregnant, when I was in the fourth trimester, it was like, 
a swollen vagina and like leaky boobs and shit. You thought that shit was sexy. And to me, there was absolutely nothing sexy about that. Like I was like, yo, I had a baby in me. I got a baby on me. Like well, somebody's I mean, always touching me. So I just, had my just, phases where it was back. very different. Let's just dial it back. The leaky boobs, I didn't think it was sexy. <laughs> swollen vagina now. <laughs> All right. For obvious reasons, you guys know why I would think that's sexy. <laughs> It's very lubricated down there. Okay. In in any event, I am not allowed, <laughs> based on our marriage laws and uh-huh. the, the contract we signed with each other, right. to have sex with anybody else. Right. So these urges that come, mm-hmm. I have to share them with the one person I decide <laughs> to spend the rest of my life with. Right. So that, that brings me back to my, my, my soundbite. Okay. Right. I don't understand, and this is what we can discuss, mm-hmm. as a woman, because I don't. I don't want to say it's a man versus woman thing, but a lot of women do complain, oh, my husband's always on me. Why is he always on me? Mm -hmm. If sex is going to be a chore for you that you don't really want to do, why do women constantly push monogamy on men? If you know that you don't want to have to deal with him all the time just wanting you, Mm -hmm. why do you push monogamy on men? Well, who's to say I pushed anything on anybody? Well, we know that you pushed monogamy on me. I pushed monogamy. I forced you to get married to me? Time out. I didn't say you forced me to get married, but did you not say to me that you wanted to be engaged and you wanted to be married before you live with me? You didn't say that? I want a billion dollars. That don't mean I'm going to get it. So that's fair, but we're not even even talking about marriage. Let's even talk about dating, right? Okay. Two people are dating. Typically in society, who asks for exclusivity first, a woman or a man? I would say a woman. Thank you. That was my whole point. See, you were going all over the place. If women typically ask for exclusivity first, then when they get exclusivity, say, he always on me. He always want to have sex. Why are we asking men for exclusivity if we do not want to participate in sex at the same level as men? We have to think about what I, that does to a man. I that. And I don't think that that's being that, that conversation is being had. OK, I agree. And that part I agree with. Yes, that women are typically the ones that will ask for the exclusivity. I get that. Yes. So you say you want to be engaged. I get engaged. You say you want to be married within a year. We do that. We get married. Then you make it seem like like sex is a chore to your husband. Once again, I ask the question. Why do women who push forth monogamy on the man they're dating, then get overwhelmed with that man who tries to provide that monogamy to you. Why do you get upset when we're trying to be what you want us to be? You don't want me to be with no one else, right? Right? I'm asking. This is a serious right. question. Yes, absolutely. You don't want me to be with no one else. Absolutely. So if I decide that all this testosterone I have, I want to give to you, why is this so overwhelming now? This is what you asked for. 26 and 27-year-old Kadeen? Uh-huh. Was like, okay, here's the natural succession of life. You graduate, you're working, you meet somebody, you guys are dating. You want children. Yes. I want children. Yes. We don't want to wait too long or too late to have children. Yes. Though now a lot of people are waiting until their 30s to have yes. children. And I understand why. And we, and we at that time felt like, well, we're doing everything in this natural succession that the forces that be have given us this timeline. Mm-hmm. A lot of that, too, is not knowing that you have the liberty and the choice and there shouldn't be any pressure to wait. Right. So 27 year old Kadeen in that moment felt like, OK, so we are dating for a certain amount of time. At that point, we were dating for seven or eight years. Mm-hmm. Right. Seven or eight years is a bit of time to be invested in somebody to not know, is there a future here? What are we doing? So Absolutely. at that point, I proposed to you the idea of engagement. 
we got engaged. Then it was like, all right, we want to have kids. I particularly didn't want to have a, ch- a child unless, until I was married. Mm-hmm. So it's like, all right, well, we were engaged. We might as well. The next phase is get married. And then naturally, girls get excited. The minute you're engaged and it's just like, oh, fiance, fiance, you know, he put a ring on it. It's like the wedding planning has to commence. Like, that's just naturally what most women do. Okay. So that happened. And then we ended up getting married. However, I did not realize that after having children, after, you know, career changes, all of the turbulences that we've been through in life, that that was going to have a direct effect on my sex drive. That's fair. And and me not knowing that, if I knew it then, I probably would have rethought, you know, what I was going to do when it came to marriage and monogamy. And that is fair. And this is why I like to have this discussion. And I think we should have this discussion because people look at us and say, oh, relationship goals, right? Marriage goals. They don't know what what is being discussed behind closed doors. Mm -hmm. Right. So, for example, one of the things that I have deduced through being married to you for a long period of time is this. And this is not a about a woman thing, woman thing. This is about me and you. I learned that you were never taught what it entails to be with someone in a monogamous relationship. The same way no. I was never taught that. Right. So what happens is, is that we both have expectations of what we think it's going to be like. Of course. And then the minute it's not like that, mm-hmm. we start to project our issues that we have with that on each other. So you that get mad at me and I get mad on. at you. So the problem is, the problem is, is not so much the reality of what happens is that we all have this ideal of what it's supposed to be like. And I'm going to give you an example. As a man, right, in my 18, from 18 to 22, we had sex routinely, like, all the time. Yes. That was it, mm-hmm. right? Once we moved into together and we were living together in our own house in Michigan, sex started to slow down. This was before kids. Mm-hmm. This was before marriage. This was before you was working. Mm-hmm. This was before any stresses, period. Right. This was just, you. you like, sex just started to slow down. Right. And but also, part- too, 18 to 22 was like college. It was my first time out of my parents' house. Um, right. You know, we were living in this utopia that was college right. life. And also, too... Um, what was the other thing that I was going to say? So we distance. We had distance. Yes, we had distance. So there was time so, for us to like miss each other and be like, absolutely. oh, I can't wait to see you again. And when we do That's see each other. That's what I was other, getting to. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. So <laughs> once we started to move in together right. and you see the same person every single night, mm-hmm. the distance that we had when we were in college and we would, I was traveling and we were doing different things, that distance allows time for you to kind of reboot your sex yes. drive. Yes. For me, I don't necessarily have to reboot my sex drive. The minute I see you, I want to have sex. So... When we were missing each other, it seemed normal that we had sex all the time. But then when we think about it, we really wasn't having sex all the time because we didn't see each other all the time. Right. Then when we moved in together and we see each other every day, every time I want to have sex, I look to you. It became overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So and the reason why I say that is because the conversation starts happening was why do men fear marriage? Mm-hmm. Why do men fear marriage? And mm-hmm. I'm going to explain this so that everybody can understand this. Mm-hmm. When you're a man, a young man, and you talk to your friends who are married about getting married, the first thing they do is say, take your time, right? <laughs> they don't ever explain why because men aren't vocal. We don't discuss these things. We're not emotional. Mm-hmm. All they'll say is, take your time. You got you got time for that. You sure you want to do this? And they're like, yeah. You sure? And they're like, you know, shit going to change. And then you're like, what does that mean? Oh, don't worry about it. Shit going to change. So no one really tells you as a man neither what exactly is going to change and how it's going to change and why it's changing. But I've learned over years why it's changed and how it's changed. For example, when we were in college and we were having sex a lot and I was at football practice and I used to go away games, stuff like that, we had time apart, right? Once we moved in together and we were having sex routinely, your body couldn't handle it. Right. 
like like physically like physically couldn't physically handle, couldn't, it. Yeah. couldn't handle it. You would get UTIs, you would get bacterial infections because it's the same pounding every day. Mm-hmm. So as a man, you start to realize like you know what we are not just wired differently mentally, physically we are wired differently. She can't take everything that you want to give her all the time. But since no one tells you that, you just expect that this woman who wants me to be loyal to her, monogamous to her, is going to want to have sex every time I want to have sex. Mm -hmm. And it's not until you move in with a woman and you live with her all the time do you realize that she can't do that. You see what I'm saying? So not only are women not being taught what it's like to be in a monogamous relationship, young men are not being taught what it's like to be in a monogamous relationship. You understand what I'm saying? No, I understand completely because I I experience the same thing. And that's why I'm grateful for platforms like this or just our Mm -hmm. generation of people who are speaking up and speaking out and speaking to each other about these things because then maybe people will Mm -hmm. make more educated decisions about whether or not they do want to be married or they do want to be in a monogamous relationship or, you know, what actually is involved in that. Um, And the crazy thing about marriage is that, you know, one of the things you always hear is like, you know, you got to compromise. You got to compromise. But like, what happens when one party feels like they're compromising more than the other or one person feels like they're sacrificing more than the other? Then that becomes an issue because a lot of times we try to meet each other halfway, but you still feel like you're ended up with the short end of the stick. And it just may be too because you literally have a bigger sex drive than me. And for me, it just takes way more to get me to a point sometimes where right. I'm even willing to do that. Like back to your story, it was like, damn, I know I promised him. Mm-hmm. I promised him some ass tonight. Promised me. And I was like, damn, I can't not do this, but I want to go to sleep. Like, I really just want to wash my face and go to sleep. Now, here's another thing, too. And and let's be fair. I'm willing to compromise, right? Am I not? You are willing to compromise. We don't have sex every day. We don't have sex in college. We We used to have sex two times a day. You know, we see each other. We was like rabbits, right? I compromise. And I even said to you, I'm not going to push for when I want to have sex. I'm going to allow you to get back in the mood and then when you come to me to have sex because I want the sex to be enjoyable. Sex, but it'd be a problem right? when me having to reset my sex clock be longer than you expect it to be. No, listen. And then that'd be a problem. Hold on, there's because a study. There's a study here. I was about to pull up the same quote. Go ahead, go ahead pull, up, pull up the same quote. Go ahead. Go ahead. You, can, you can pull it up. You can pull it up. So, I'm going to say it so that I can go off. So it's funny, we were talking about this episode on the way in and our amazing uh, manager, Denora, she was like, listen, here's a quote that I literally just heard in the Uber on the way here. Most men will happily have less sex for more peace. (laughs) (laughs) That is lies. Yo, listen. Okay. The the key word here is happily. happily. I agree. Happily. 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 Can you see this nigga over here skipping down the block happy? Because I get more sex. Because because I get more more peace and less sex. I'm just trying to envision envision Deval right now with his headset and his ghetto ponytail just skipping down the block like happily. Happily because he's like, you know what? I have peace in my home and my life because I'm having (laughs) less sex. Now, now now, here's the (laughs) truth, though. Here's the truth. The type of peace they may be talking about is a different type of peace. You and I have a great relationship. Mm-hmm. Right. And people ask me all the time. So if sex is that bad in marriage, why do you stay married? Because sex isn't everything. That's number one. Number one. Yes. Our relationship outside of just our sex life is amazing. Like you're my best friend. We have we have a lot of fun together. I mean, we do. However, uh-huh. sex, sex, be a sex is like that. That like looming 
It's like when somebody farts in a room and then it's like the fart. Wait, just wait, like, what? It's like a fart. What, that- what kind of sex you be having when your sex no. is like farts? Listen, it's like a fart what? in the room and the shit just be lingering. Like, you know, that shit be that, 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 that thick, you see? that thick you see? smell that like won't escape the room. That's and how she like, views sex, like guys. It's like blooming That's how she views sex. You know sex. what I mean? It's like, you know, in the cartoons when they have the green fingers and it's like going like right through your nose. Like that's, that's what sex is. You hear that's this? how sex be sometimes. Look at her face. Not you can't, all the you time. see this? That's how sex is. Sometimes. But if sex, if she can describe but sex like that, but hold on. No, don't, don't try to, don't try to backtrack. We do have a great relationship. Since she says that, right? If sex is, feels like that to you, why does it bother you if I have no, sex with someone else? not sex. I'm saying the topic of sex. Like the, 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 the discussions that happen around sex are lingering. Even though it's not, you didn't just say the like topic the of sex. You said sex. No, that's I, okay. Let me clarify. Yeah, not, please not clarify sex. because you made it seem like sex no, no, is no, no, that no, no, no. terrible. No, I'm not talking about sex. No, not the act of sex. Yo, you we need to clarify. You need to clarify. All right, let me. Because you just said sex clarify. is like a fart. <laughs> Green no. fingers going up your nose. That's what you said. Not so if sex is like a fart, sex. then you wouldn't care if I farted on somebody else, right? <laughs> let the nigga go out there and just fart. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm, you wouldn't care. He'll be sharing farts with everybody. Exactly. You get a fart. You get a fart. You get exactly. A fart. No, let me clarify that. Please. The act of sex is not the fart. Okay. okay? It's the discussion surrounding sex or like the heavy looming tension that sometimes happens around sex. Because when we do have sex, we have amazing sex. Yes. Right? We yes. are best friends. That's we why I'd be wanting to keep doing it. But the reason why I was like, mm, was because I know that the topic of sex sometimes, as great as things are, can be a damper. Because you always say to me, sex is more important to me than it is to you. Okay. You always say that. It's not high on your totem pole, your priority list. No, it's high because I know it affects you, so it still has to affect me. But if I just like was to go down the list of things that I need on a day-to-day basis, personally, then no, sex is not high on the list Right. For me. So, And this is just another thing that men always want to hear women explain, and no woman has ever been able to explain this to me. If you don't need sex and sex is not high on your priority list of the things you need, why does it bother you so much if he wants to have sex with someone else? So then, then they get quiet. Throw monogamy, monogamy you want to know away, why? Throw marriage away at that point because it's like, what's the point? I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you why. The idea that a woman can tell a man not to have sex with anybody else. Then tell that man when he's going to have sex, how often he's going to have sex, and how he has sex is extremely selfish. And women don't want to admit it, but it's the truth. It is the truth. The idea that a woman can say to a man, you can't have sex with no other women in the world. You can only have sex with me, but you only going to have sex with me when I want to have sex. And you only going to have sex how I want to so have sex. So you're talking sex. about married people or dating people because... Anybody who says that, cause, cause, okay. because it's even for a man to say that to a woman is just selfish. For one person to say to another person, you can't do anything else, but you're only going to do what I want in the time I want it is selfish. Period. But women have found a way to make it seem like that is okay, and it's not. And for men who are married or in a monogamous relationship, it's frustrating to try to live in that realm. So it sounds like without, people, some people need to be getting divorces. Some people they need do. To, me to not be married. Some people need um, not to get married. Some people not. Yeah. And if but you know, and if you know early on, unlike me, <laughs> who will completely admit that I didn't necessarily know early on that I would be, have to be putting it out every single day, then I probably wouldn't be married too. 
Jimmy I, Wynonna, listen, I don't, I, mean? I don't blame you. We could have been I don't blame best you. friends, co-parenting and whatnot, but we wouldn't have been married, married, because I feel like married people will be like, or married women, um, since you're asking about mm-hmm. women not being able to answer this question for you, then it'd just be like, okay, so why are we married then? Like, I guess along with marriage comes monogamy. That's synonymous, mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty much. So if that's something that women won't be willing to do, then we should be letting people go. See, but this is my point. When men try to explain this, you know what women say? Oh, you just immature. You need to grow up. When you going to grow up and start being a man? When you going to settle down? You know how many of my single male friends have heard that? They're in their 30s and they have multiple women because they don't want to disappoint no one by trying to be monogamous and realizing they can't be monogamous. So they say things like, you know what? Relationships really don't work for me. We can just have fun. Women call them immature. They say they're dogs. Everything. So what about a man that wants a, a, a legacy and a family and, a, and, a, and a, something past just the sex part of it? Then how does that fall into play if it's just, okay, we're avoiding well, committing to somebody because it, of sex, but then now we want a family or we want... Because that ultimately, that ultimately comes to my point of why I'm married and why I think that we work. I, of course, we have issues within our sex life. And when we say issues, it's really not have issues. We have sex three to four times a week, right? If, if it's not intercourse, we have some type of sex, Three times a week at least. Sometimes it's less, you know what I'm saying? But I would say on average about three times a week. Yep, and we still have issues. So. And we still have issues because, and, and some of our issues arise in how we get to sex. Right. Because you feel like as a wife, even when you don't want to have sex, you have to have sex. And yeah. for me or as a husband, or do something sexual. sexual. Yeah. So for me as a husband, it's like, I want to accept that from my wife, but I want to be wanted. Right. You know what I'm saying? I want, right. I want, I want it to be enjoyable. I don't want to lay in the bed. Going and back you, to the chore part. The chore part, about, right. right? I don't want to lay in the bed and you just like here, come on. Like even though we may have sex like that, that's not enjoyable for you, and it's not enjoyable for me. Right. So I'll so leave. So that's one day out of the three to four days that is like a wash because it's like who really benefited from that? Right. At that point? So no one benefits from it. So that's where me as a husband has said, you know what? I don't want you to feel pressure of when to have sex. So I'll just wait for when you're ready to have sex for us to have sex so that we can be good. We've come to that conclusion. Mm -hmm. But then it's like when you're ready to have sex, I at least want you to, you know, put on a a nice outfit, make it nice. I don't want you now you're ready to have sex. Let's just jump into it. Mm -hmm. It's like if we're going to compromise and I'm going to agree to have less sex, which goes back to this thing, (laughs) men will have less sex to have more peace because that, that daunting conversation, I don't want to have that daunting conversation either because once you start having that conversation, then any sex you have after that conversation the seems like it's not whack. genuine. It seems like it's not oh, genuine. Yeah. And it's just right. like who wants to discuss sex and how we're going to get to it right. to then only do it and then it should be whack because right. there was this whole discussion right. that had to happen before. I think the best sex that happens is usually spontaneous, which is why sometimes I don't even have time to be putting on no outfits because it's just like, yo, I just popped in my head. Like, let me just go and, you know. Perform. See, but I'll be, I'll be performing. So we, you and I have also had this conversation because mm-hmm. I, at one point I started to feel like I was the problem. So yes. I, and I was thinking like, you know what? Maybe I don't look the same way that I used to look. Maybe it's my beard. Maybe it's my hair. Maybe I need to lose weight. Maybe I need to gain weight. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what can I do to make you feel more in the mood. Mm-hmm. So as a husband, I try to, I try to take that on. Right. It's like what, what can I do? And at that point, that's when you told me. You weren't sure. You know what I'm saying? So what, right. what, what was going – when I was trying to ask you to figure out, what was your step to figure out how you could increase your libido? So 
I really felt badly mm -hmm. that you felt that you had some sort of deficit that prevented me from wanting mm -hmm. to have sex. And that's something I really wanted to nip in the bud early because I'm like, it's not for lack of like me being attracted to you or mm -hmm. not wanting to. And knowing how much you wanted it, I felt inadequate. I felt like, you know, I'm the one with the deficit. If anything, it's not Deval. It's, it's funny me. you say you felt you felt inadequate because I felt inadequate because right. I'm like, here I am. A man, I work out all the time. I right. do everything, and, and my you wife is good. not into me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. On point. Right, I'm like my wife <laughs> is not into me. Right, you know, and I, and the thing is, I'm a very selfless lover. Like I don't just go to no, have sex and absolutely. be like bang bang, I'm, I'm out. Done. Yeah. I try to make sure that you're taken no, care of. So absolutely. you felt inadequate. And I felt inadequate. Right. So in me trying to like unpack, like, Kadeem, what is really the root of your issue when it comes to sex? It's the most frustrating thing because it's like you, your mind, in your mind, you're like, okay, I, I want to do this. Mm -hmm. But it's like your body can't like jumpstart. It's like, it's like an, an engine <laughs> that's lost its battery life. And it's like, you're like, you know, Yo, like you're your trying analogy, to like start that shit up. You're trying to start this shit up. And it's like, here's the valve with like the jumper cables. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Hence the rollover and just eat me out tonight. But I'm just saying, like, mm -hmm. you're there with the jumper cables and it's just like, oh, you know, it may or may not work. And in my mind, I'm like, mm -hmm. it should just be so easy for me to say, you know what? This is what I want to do. I want to please my husband. I want to be all into it. I want to be swinging from the chandeliers dressed as all sorts of, you know, fantasy things that you want me to be. And it should be mad daunting for me because I'm just like, my body just doesn't. Well, you, you did say that you felt it. like after every child and we have three kids so mm -hmm. it's like we've had children consistently mm -hmm. you felt like your libido dropped oh yeah and it hasn't oh yeah rebounded. and it now, has not rebounded is at it all. physically your libido and here this man here this man's oh my you want more kids i'm like because you asked me about legacy you asked me about legacy you asked me about why i'm where married. am i gonna be sexually after that like i i don't know and i'm scared to find out a bitch is scared to find out i get it i get it trust me i i get it and Okay, so okay, so let me ask this question. You said it was was it physically your libido? Like, what did you feel like it was chemically your your thing, or yeah, was it you not hormonally? Like, you're not something feeling internal because I also said. To but you, did you feel sexy? That's my point. After oh, did kids. I feel sexy? I had my my moments where I did, and I mean, you never made me feel as if I wasn't sexy, which was the the craziest part to me. Because even in my you know worst day when I didn't feel sexy at all, I maybe had a little extra weight on, didn't feel like myself. You never at any point made mm -hmm. me feel like I was lacking something well you weren't and, and i know in your eyes you see yourself differently than i see right. you but and to me i was like i'm lacking all the shits like yeah and that's that goes back to how we project what we want for ourselves mm -hmm. what we want ourselves to look like on our partner right so you thought that because you had gained a little weight and because right. i remember you said your areola was a little darker you felt like you weren't attractive right. so i understand that yeah, you know what I'm meanwhile, Deval was like, "Oh, she, she, she's so plush and juicy. I, it was just and squishy. It turned me, on. it turned me on. It Your did. Girl over here felt like uh, what's that stuff that kids be making? Not gack. Play Doh. Like the, um... No, you didn't feel like Play Doh. No, I didn't feel like Play Doh. No, like... your analogies are off today. Oh, All right, you, between the farts <laughs> and the car battery with the no jumper cables and now gag. I don't know. I don't know who this woman is right now. That's what it is. Slime. I felt like soft. You felt like slime. slime. No, you you definitely didn't feel like that. And, and the thing is. <laughs> This is what I think women need to hear. When a man chooses you mm -hmm. to be his life partner, he chooses you for more reasons than just how you look. So there are certain things about you that attract me that right. have nothing to do with how you look. So when you wake up in the morning and you, you don't look your best to you, mm -hmm. to me, it's not even just about you looking good it's your essence mm -hmm. there really is something about you when you smile at me the way you smell you know how certain people have like that 
that physical attraction that goes beyond. That is what it yeah. is for me. Agreed. You know what I'm saying? Agreed. That's what it is for me. So, and I feel the same way too. That's why I've always even said too. Like when you go back to like, is it me? Mm. I'm like, it's not you because I feel like you could dangle another man in front of my face, and I'll be like, I don't want to fuck you neither. Like I don't. No, I feel you. Know I hear what you're like, saying. It's not like I'm out here just. I hope trying that's to find the case because I don't want to kill nobody. Of course not. Because I, I will to, kill somebody. I would love for you to be around for like our children's <laughs> life and whatnot, and not locked up in some cell. You know, so I get it. So they say that. Um, this brings me to another question that I wanted to pose to you. Most uh, marriages that end in divorce are financial issues, yes. right? But then you have marriages that end because of sexual, sexual infidelities issues, or yeah. you know, infidelities and whatnot. So do you think that at that point, you know, like saying that marriage is not a big weight, I mean, mm-hmm. sex is not a big weight on most marriages. Why is it that these marriages end because of infidelities? Um, to be honest, I, I, I can't speak for anyone else's marriage, mm-hmm. right? But I do feel that people put an unrealistic expectation on their partner in different facets of their life. Mm-hmm. And one of them is infidelity. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you cheat one time, you text somebody, you mm-hmm. look at somebody else. It's a wrap. I'm out. Right. Without giving someone the grace to learn what's going on, especially if people have gotten married at a young age. Right. You know, like us. And like we did us, have an episode last season, was it? Or right, season when we before, talked about infidelity. We talked about infidelity, yes. So, and I was getting flack like, since here you go forgiving another black man and right. but black women are always forgiven. And I was just like, right. uh, sis, <laughs> quiet as it's kept, there's women in relationships that they feel are monogamous, <laughs> but they ain't. So if anybody's in the dark, it might be you. Like, That's you just never true. know. And, then, so and there are men. Judgment. There are men in relationships. Right. Who they think they're being monogamous. And their wife is not being monogamous. Right. So I don't pass judgment on anyone's Facts. marriage. So anyone who pass judgment on our marriage can kiss my ass. But, that um, <laughs> and, and to be honest, I don't, I don't feel a way yeah. about judgment because when right. we get on the platform to talk about our marriage, people have the right, the right to have, to their, have their opinion. opinion. So exactly. if that's how they feel, that's how they feel. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, I, right, I, I really right. could care less. But um, what what I have figured out for myself is that marriage to me, because there were points in our marriage, and I was like, yo, this is, just seems selfish, and I don't know if I could mm-hmm. exist in this. Mm-hmm. And then you start to weigh what's important right. to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's important? Like I said before, you're my best friend, and you're a business partner. You and I have not only developed a brand and developed a business model that works for you and I mm-hmm. and works for building a legacy for our kids, but we've built a friendship that I think would outlast anything because when we were broke, especially after the NFL, mm-hmm. you and I were still best friends and we still found ways to enjoy life and enjoy each other during our harshest times. No money. We were struggling with our sex life. We had just had a child. We were struggling. Mm-hmm. But somehow through that, you and I found a way to create a great life. Mm-hmm. So for me as a married man, it's like, all right, I'm going to have to make some adjustments in the things that I, I want as a man. And like you said, what do I what do I think about in my legacy, right? Why do I get married? What do men think of you know what what's the thought process? I know I wanted a lot of kids. I want boys and girls. I have three boys. I would like to have a daughter. That's part of the legacy I want to leave. I want to be able to raise a daughter who's intelligent, who's beautiful, who has a lot of self self worth. I want to be able to give the world a, a a young lady with those type of attributes. And I feel like we 
collectively can do that. So part of my legacy is not only just doing everything I can for myself Mm -hmm. or for us, but it's also in growing another productive member of society. Mm -hmm. And I want to do that to both a a young man and a young woman. I have three boys and one, a, a young daughter. If that means I have to sacrifice other aspects of my life that may not seem perfect in what I expected, then I'm willing to do that. Because then I start to realize what I felt was perfect was only what was fed to me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And I think That's that if, if people would have fed to me the reality of being in a monogamous relationship mm-hmm. from young, I would have known what it was. Rather would than you creating have still my, done it or would you have been like, mm, I'm, I'm not still gonna doing, doing it now? It. Yeah. I'm still doing it I now. Mean, I don't. Yeah, you I don't. Could have bailed, but you didn't. And, I could, and you and you could have bailed. And I could have bailed. For so sure. we both made an active choice. Right. We continuously make an active choice to mm-hmm. be here. It's like yeah, because it's, and it's you prioritizing. Know, it is prioritizing. Happens. Which brings me to some tips that we have for you mm-hmm. guys for sex after marriage, during marriage, all that good stuff. To have sex, you have to prioritize it. I think that's a necessity for me. I got to make sure that I'm like mentally like, okay, a couple days have passed and I'm like, oh, shoot, (laughs) like we got to get this shit done. You know, I'm like, Dino, put it on the calendar for me so I can remember. Um, There's a natural ebb and flow in libido over time. And that's important. Ebb and flow. That's a good way to put it. That's a good analogy. That's a good good little phrase. So, you know, it comes and and goes. It it comes and goes. I know you're waiting for mine to go. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Don't let your solo sex life fall to the wayside. The more you have sex, the more you want it. The less you have it, the less you want it. In what world? That don't apply to you. So you, you got listen. Sex can be a two-person activity or a one-person activity. In addition to helping you get in the mood for partnered sex, masturbating can build your confidence. You don't subscribe to masturbating. You don't like that. I just don't like it because I have a woman that I'm I'm in love with that's in the same house as me. So it it just doesn't really doesn't really do it much. It doesn't do for it me. for you. Nah, because that's like like the minute you done masturbating, I just be feeling guilty. Like I masturbate, <laughs> and I be like, man, what the fuck I do that for? It's what I got a wife. It's what I got married for. You know, mm. but but you did say that sometimes you try to warm yourself up. I do. But I mean, maybe I maybe do. the more you have sex, the maybe the more you get into it. I don't know. That's a tip. I got a tip. And a chef. In abundance. <laughs> <laughs> in abundance. Um, if you can't get into the mood, think about what's going on outside the bedroom. So is there something that's preventing you from getting there? Are you having other stressors? Things like that. Um, the reason is simple. What you do out of the bedroom can affect what's going on or not that's in true. the bedroom. So that's communicating true. with each other, which I think we do in abundance yeah. as well. Um, con- continuing to talk about sex, yeah. prioritizing other forms of sexual touch and intimacy, exploring other forms of intimacy, um, considering to see a, th- a sex therapist. Um, mm-hmm. Shout out to, to Shannon, Shan Booty on Shan Instagram. Shan um, Boodram. She was yes. a guest on our show, I think, yes. uh, two so seasons ago. she had some amazing tips. And, and we're going to be on her show. There. Yeah, we're actually going to be on, on her Quibi. show soon. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Learn each other's love and desire languages. Could be different. Gifts, quality time, acts of service. Uh, words of affirmation, physical touch. Okay, so that brings me back to <laughs> what makes uh, things desirable for me. So you had yes. said before, like it. Yeah, I told you it wasn't something you were lacking physically. You know, I was thinking lately, you're real sexy when you like wash dishes and shit. <laughs> Yo, like you Here's know, the setup guys. Putting in a load of laundry. Here's the setup guys. You know, see the setup. Mowing the grass. 
but we have a landscaper like that for that. But I'm just saying, maybe like doing a couple things around the house that kind of helps a bit. I know you're kind of spoiled because my mom lives with us, so you really don't have to do anything around the house. However, that pile of clothes that you have on the floor by the side of the bed after I've cleaned the room up, you know, your side of the closet, like it would be dope. And this that is all might a be a turn on for me this if you all, just it like, might be a turn on. You know, I'm not doing all that shit for not to be a turn on. Let's try it. We should try it. You know, what? we're gonna revisit this whole sex thing after the Val picks up some stuff around the house, guys. That might make you even more <laughs> sexy to me, bro. Guys, this is this is how just they. Saying. This is this is the uh, this is what happens when guys hey, become. You ask me what's gonna make you know, more desirable. You. So, but this is what happens when guys become a simp. You know what a simp is? What is a simp? A Sounds simp, like a word you made up. It's not a, no. If you look it up, simps are dudes who Let just run, who shit. just run after and do whatever their wife say. They just whatever their woman want, they do. They do. They do. This often happens to husbands because wives will give lists of things that they can do to be considered more sexy in their wives' eyes, and then when they do all of this shit, and the wife still ain't putting out, then what? Well, I mean, this is going to be a trial and error for us. I can't say that it's going to be a hit or miss. It may be a miss. <laughs> If it's a miss, then we know it don't work. Oh, my gosh. But on the list of things that make DeVal more desirable. That was a good try. That makes you divide. That was a good try. Do you know what I mean? That Let's was see. a good try. So, so how about this? No so how about we do this? So I'll try to do that okay. if you try to do the things that I've been asking you to do for 10 years. That That's fair. That's fair? That's fair. Because if we're going to be fair, I've been asking you to do stuff for 10 years you haven't done. I've done, just not consistently. <laughs> or in the, so it's in not the getting done in the frequency that you yo, want it done yo. as in every day the rationale that you cut like the stuff you come up with is just amazing like you live in your own world in your own world you exist in, in kadeen land that kadeen land you're gonna say be happy you to get be it a done part of it. you just okay? i am happy i am happy to be, be happy a part of it to be a part of it i am i am you're here i'm and happy you ain't going nowhere Listen, on that note i will say this kadeen land is great because I'll, I'll take what I can get, but what I do get is freaking amazing. Let's uh, take a quick break um, because y'all know how it is. We got to pay some bills and we'll be back with the listener letters. Copy. Hey, what's good, y'all? I think it's important for you to understand why black representation in media is important. It's important because... The media represents how people view us, and it's important that they understand that black people are not a monolithic people. That is a fact, and the next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truth. Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today— Told from a unique black perspective, from Bobby Schmurter to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. There's power in every purchase because every time we buy a Black-led brand, we make room for another Black-led brand. And y'all know I love my lip bar products. That's just one to name a few. There is a whole collection of Black-led products that fit into your daily routine. Show Black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, 
but all year long. That's right, y'all. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. That's right. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, y'all, losing two loved ones in a matter of six months, it can be a lot. And a lot of times when you're dealing with grief, you have a lot to get off your chest with your family. That's absolutely right. You know, people carry around all different types of stresses, big and small. When you keep them bottled up, it can start to affect you negatively. And therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to kind of figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com deadass today to get 10% off your first visit. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash deadass. You may be aware that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies and life-saving measures. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? You, along with the American Red Cross, regardless of your blood type, can help by donating blood. Every day, our blood saves lives and eases the pain for those living with sickle cell. When you donate blood, there is a direct positive impact within our community. Right now, there is great need for blood donations in the African-American community. Every donation counts and makes a difference in someone's life. Donate blood at Red Cross to help save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. All right, we're back with Kadeen's favorite time of the show. Right. I want to get into y'all's sex lives because y'all have gotten into mine. So, <laughs> you know, um, let's see if anybody else has farts in the room or whatnot. Oh, my gosh. You don't have people <laughs> thinking that I'd be farting during sex. Like, no. I don't do that. I cleared it up. I cleared it up. All right. So the first question uh, for today. Hey, Deval and Kadeen. Hey, big fans of y'all. Uh, thank you. Do you think it's right to watch porn when you're married or in a committed relationship? This is easy. Yeah. Whatever y'all decide, y'all two collectively, what is inbounds or out of bounds is up to y'all. Yeah. If I mean, y'all decide collectively that y'all want to watch porn, cool. If y'all decide y'all don't want to watch porn, cool. But what happens if one wants to watch and one doesn't want the other one to watch? That's why I say collectively. Mm-hmm. Everything has to be done collectively. Like asking someone else what's good for your marriage never works. Right. You have to figure out what's good for y'all too. So if they collectively decide they they want to watch porn, or even if they collectively decide that they can watch porn alone mm-hmm. that if it works for them it works for them yeah i mean personally we don't have any issues with porn no nah, we don't have no issues with porn it's just like that's how i learned some of my video. stuff i'll be learning how to you know what i'm saying kadeem be wanting to get aroused i gotta flip it upside down facts and do that put and the, we do our own stunts yes we do our kadeem own got stunts. this thing she do with her left leg all right all right chill 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 don't even give away all my secrets <laughs> and whatnot no 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 the left okay. leg movement the left leg movement yeah yes. something about the left leg and that's amazing because i'm a righty so that's it <laughs> uh bitch is ambidextrous okay? no you're ambisextrous um, oh <laughs> bars <laughs> I was going to write that. You ambisexual. Thanks. Yes. <laughs> Remember that shit the next time you want to tell me something about my Tell me something about me. I got you. I got you. You want to read the next one? I got to read this long one. All right, let me it's see. It's a long one. Oh, you want, to, you want to break um, it up? I got it. All right. Y'all. It starts with y'all. Three exclamation points. So you know Can it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Can I just say that you guys are awesome and I admire the way you all have put your lives out there for others to see that marriage is a beautiful thing. It work, uh 
beautiful thing at work, but definitely worth it. With that said, I feel like we legit have a parallel life. I have been married for 10 years. We have three whole beautiful children, yes. seven, four, and two. Oh. My husband and I are high school sweethearts. Been together now 21 years. Mine's Insert, because that's what it says. Insert, mm-hmm. okay. Since I was 15 years old, I know my husband is an ex-NFL player as well. Uh, we now have full-time careers, and our focus is on raising decent human beings. They do sound like us. Mm-hmm. We are still madly in love with each other, and we are the best of friends. We have only had one other. Uh, we've only had one other as a sexual partner, and want to keep it that way. But I find that our sex life is becoming a bit mundane. I'm very communicative in asking him if he wants to spice things up with whatever he wants, but he says he's content and happy with what we do. I mentioned this past career because I want to be understood. His testosterone that I deal with. Oh my God, Kadina, get it. I, we need I, I get to start it. a support group. Because you are me and I am you. <laughs> she says, we get it in very regularly. He can't go too many days, like two, maybe three. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I Did I write this list in the list? Without it, but it's the same thing. I want to change things up and also uh, don't want to hurt his feelings and cause him to feel inadequate sexually. Uh, what do you guys suggest can work to improve in this area? No, no, sis. Rewind this whole episode and re-listen to it because we are <laughs> the same people, clearly. <laughs> um, I'll say this. That, you know, Kadeen has, because she doesn't always want to share everything about our sex life because, you know, some things have to remain for the imagination. But Kadeen has asked me to try some things with her that I was just like, I would have never thought that you would even like that or you would want to do that. Mm -hmm. And that's my wife. If she wants to do it, I feel like it's my responsibility to adhere with whatever she needs. That's And that's just me. Yeah. Like everybody doesn't feel that way. But if wifey says she needs this, I'm on it. Right. So. And for me, it became a thing of like, let's try this. Like since we're at right. a point where, yes, we've been together for a long time. We've been with each other exclusively for a long time. So it's like she can get very monotonous. So yeah. when you want to start introducing different things, different ways, different ideas, right. um, knowing that the sex can get dry. Right. And not wanting it to get there, yeah. then it's just like, hey, let's try this, you know? And I think that if you both are in a committed relationship, like you said you are, yeah. you guys are still madly in love with each other, like you said you are, yeah. you're still attracted to each other, sometimes you got to call on reinforcements. And reinforcements don't mean necessarily another person, no. you know what I mean? It can be some other shit, you know what I mean? So I mean, you wanted me to use a, a, a vibrator mm-hmm. one time. Right. I tried. And then I ain't going to lie, at first I was like, yo, what you need a vibrator for if you got me? I did feel like, a little like taken back, like damn, like why? Right, because she just said she doesn't want him to feel inadequate right, sexually. Inadequate, like I have right. to pull in other shit to make it right. work. And sometimes it's not a matter of just trying to get other stuff because you're lacking something. It's like, hey, I just want to add something to my experience just to try something different. Well, I mean, it, it is hard for a man to feel like he's not satisfying his woman enough, especially his wife. And I, I'll be the first to say, you're taught from young, you know, like you satisfy your man, your your, your girl, like that's your job. You know what I'm saying? You don't need no toys. You don't need no this. So you think that if you're not doing that, or if she says she requires that, that you're not fulfilling your job. And she said, you know, he's an alpha male. His testosterone is high. He played mm-hmm. in the NFL. He mm-hmm. probably feels like he can solve everything. Right. Talk, he talk wants to, to be talk everything. To homeboy. Talk to so, him. no, I, listen. Yeah. I, I have learned, this is, this is one thing I learned. I remember growing up being in my teenage years, you thought that the pounding was the best way to make a woman orgasm, right? You, you think that, you know, the bigger, the harder you are, the harder you hit it, you know, the longer you can hit it, the more she's going to orgasm until you become an adult and you start to listen to women speak and then you do research and you find out that 80% of women do not orgasm from penetration. They orgasm from uh, clitoral stimulation. 
And some women require clitoral stimulation while getting penetration. Mm -hmm. And for some women, it's just like, you know what, if I've been doing this this way, maybe I want to try something different. So you got to put your ego aside and realize that, bro, it ain't even about you. At this point, your wife is saying she needs something. You have to adhere to what she's saying. And I can empathize with her in that your body changes after children, Yeah. after multiple children. So what you might have liked before, not really feeling it this time around. Yeah. You know, that also happens because we spoke about it on that episode last season where Mm -hmm. things that were like, here's my analogy again, things that were like a green light (laughs) is now like yellow. And then things that used to be like a red light, like hell no, is Mm -hmm. like, "Mm, it's a yellow. We can try. Maybe. Or same things that were green is like red, stop red. Like, no, we ain't doing that no more because my body does not like that anymore or something. So I think it's a work in progress. Mm-hmm. It, it, it evolves. You know, the sex life definitely evolves, especially if you've been together and been married for so long. So I hope y'all are talking about it, having conversations about it and, you know, being open minded enough to try new things if that works for you guys. Yeah. Y'all keep right. talking about it. Y'all keep talking, but be keep open. About be open it. with each other. And and good luck to y'all and God bless. You know, Thanks. y'all sound like y'all are great partners in life. Right. So yeah. hit me up, sis, because it sounds like we should get, get together. Maybe keep doing it. we'll have our support group when y'all can have your support <laughs> group, you know? If you'd like to be featured as one of our listener letters, be sure to email us at deadassadvice at gmail.com. That's D-E-A-D-A-S-S-A-D-V-I-C-E at gmail.com. All right. Moment of truth, baby. Um, this is my moment of truth. Um, for men, it's important for you to understand this. Your ideas of what you think being in a monogamous relationship is, just scratch it. Once you find the person that is your soulmate, that you decide you want to spend the rest of your life with, that person will then help you figure out what that idea of monogamy is. Right? So don't go into any relationship saying, if this is what monogamy is and this is what I expect from sex through that monogamy, you're going to be disappointed mm-hmm. because it hasn't it hasn't happened yet. You and that person haven't gotten together yet and haven't developed that. Um, another moment of truth for me is that although sex is important for me and it's at the, the top of my totem pole on things, one of the things at the top of my totem pole, it's not the top of the top. I still want to build a legacy. Um, I love pleasing my wife. You know what I'm saying? I I love having kids. I love being a great father. And more than anything else, that is what being married is about to me. So sex throughout all of that is great, but that makes it worth it. So in a lot of ways, that whole thing about a man will just have less sex happily for peace in his house, Mm -hmm. I guess is kind of true. Because, my, um, my, my, how the winds have shifted. I know. It's just not true because (laughs) I, I have on many occasions just decided, you know what? I do like seeing you smile. I do like seeing you happy. I don't want to stress you out with it. Mm -hmm. And if you skipping around and happy, I'm cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm I'm cool. And that that, that does make me feel good. I appreciate that. Yes. Look at you. He's just trying to get some tonight, y'all. That's all that is. Just, 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 just shellac the ponytail down. That's all I need right there. Just, (laughs) shellac it. Shellac Shellac the ponytail. I love it. Well, my moment of truth is quick. Treating sex like it's just a random, stagnant thing is just not going to work. Sex is always evolving, and it's evolving in many ways, not just physically, but Mm -hmm. emotionally. It's involving your partner in it. Having the open discussions about it, as hard as it may be for the other to hear, Mm -hmm. I think it's just necessary. So put your egos aside. Put the egos aside. 
and just really listen to what each other needs. And then you create your own action plan in your mind of how you want to shift that. And that's something that, you know, your girl's working on on a day-to-day basis. I'm trying to make us all happy up in here. You know what I mean? Yes. Genuinely happy, too, so that it's not something that's forced. Also, real quick, I don't want to forget the young women who hit me up who said they have the reverse, Mm -hmm. who their sex drive is higher than their their significant others. And they said they're, they're made to feel... Like uh, whores, or they made to feel like something is wrong with them. No, if you're a young lady who have a high sex drive, you just have a high sex drive. Sis, there's nothing wrong no with you. There's nothing wrong with you. Put you know me what I'm saying? On. Try to find somebody who can rock with you, and and don't feel a way about expressing how you feel. Because mm-hmm. the reason why Kadena and I work is because we openly talk about how we feel. So yes. if he's rocking with you, don't feel uncomfortable. Let him know that you need it more, and hopefully he can adhere to what you Sounds need good. and do what he needs to do as We man. gave y'all some tips. Send me some tips for the women with the I overactive I got plenty of tips drives. for you. I told you that. I want to know from the women with the overactive sex drive. Oh, I need what you. can I do? I want to talk about that type of tip. Is there a supplement? Is there something? There's something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now. Well, be sure to find us and follow us on social media, Dead as the Podcast. And of course, you can find me, Kadeen. I am. And I am Deval. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Deadass. Go get you some ass. Deadass is a production of iHeartMedia Podcast Network and is produced by Denora Pena and Tribble. Follow the podcast on social media at Deadass the Podcast and never miss a thing. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. One at Flatiron Plaza in New York City and one at Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's a perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. You may have heard that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies, but did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? Regardless of blood type, every day our blood saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell. Donate blood at Red Cross to help us save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side.